0: Hello, I'm Bush, and welcome to this episode of the Desert Tiger Podcast. Here with me, your host, Colton G. And today on the show, we are joined by the lead singer of rock group Harm and Ease, Rylan Whalen. Yes, Harm and Ease is a Canadian rock band that has spent five years recently inside of argentina but recently made the decision to return to canadian soil to progress into the next steps of the band's career so we're going to dive into that decision to return to canadian soil and how from there the band put out their latest album midnight crisis in 2020 And then their brand new single, what we're going to be diving into today. It is a slammer of a rock track with Cut Me Loose. We're diving into both of these releases and how with them, Ryland states, the band states that they have stepped into a new era. We're also going to talk about the return of live music and how last year, harm and ease was actually able to play a drive-in concert as well so what was that experience like for the band we're gonna be diving into all of this and oh so much more here today and it's all brought to you by DesertTigerMerch.com, where you go to copy yourself something to represent and support the show and the best thing is looking as free. So what's the harm in heading on over to deserttigermerch.com just to see if something catches your eye? And with that, now that you know who the show's brought to you by, and now that you know who our guest is, I think it's time that Rylan Whalen of Harm and Ease tells us why it's time to cut me loose. Let's go. The Desert Tiger Podcast. Hello, Rylan. How's it going? Good. How you doing, man? Ah, doing fantastic. Having a great day so far. Uh first day back in BC after a little bit of a vacation. So uh Oh yeah,
1: where'd you go where'd you go?
0: Uh just back home to Saskatchewan. That's where I'm originally from. So yeah. Yeah, no, I'm cool. Yeah. Went home, visited some family, you know, after finally being able to. So <laughs> Yeah,
1: that's good. That's good. I wish I could see my um uh, yeah, my family more. I haven't haven't gotten to do that in a while, but you know, working hard, it's good.
0: Hey, it's, sometimes it happens, right? It's busy out on the road and otherwise, and then, of course, with things being shut down, didn't help it either, right? Yeah, yeah, crazy times. Absolutely, absolutely. So we're here to talk a little bit about a Harmony's today. Indeed, yes, we are. All right, all right. So if you want to introduce yourself and what you do exactly in harmonies before we uh, jump into the music itself. Yeah, so I'm Rylan
1: Whalen. I'm uh, the singer and uh, one of the co-founders of Harmonies. Um, I'm from Burlington, Ontario, and uh, yeah, that's about it. I mean, that's pretty much my definition.
0: All right, all right. Well, as you just heard, we're here with the lead singer of Harm and Ease, and I, my goodness, I love the name. I love wordplay. So, oh,
1: thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, it's a funny. It's funny because. Um, a lot of times you'll tell the people the name and then they, they don't really get it for a second until they read it and they're like, "Oh, that's really clever." <laughs> yeah, it's cool.
0: I'll openly admit it took me at, le- at least a moment too, but as soon as I got it I was like, "Oh my goodness, beautiful." Yeah.
1: They usually take the second cool. Thanks, man.
0: <laughs> All right. So of course, we're here to talk a little bit of a cut me loose, but before we get there, I want to lay a little bit of a foundation for the listener here. So, you're third album, Midnight Crisis, released in October of 2020, and the band mentioned that you felt that it was a new era for this group here with Harmon Ease. So moving out of that album, which was your first album recorded in Canada, so what, what was it sort of like to try and move forward into this new era, from there, I guess we should start at.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was. I guess it was. It took a bit of planning. Like we were, we knew we were going to make that next album, but we we didn't know exactly where it was going to be or when it was going to be. So, we uh, for about a year, we were taught, we were making these songs and we were uh, we we're ready to record them. But then, at the same time, we were getting ready for this move, and um, we actually reached out to uh, this guy named Dominic John Davis, who's a uh, the bass player on a lot of jack white's solo stuff and he plays with jack white he's a good friend of us so we reached out to him and he actually we flew him out to toronto once we moved there and we recorded actually yeah we recorded in hamilton but he was staying in toronto and it was it was crazy because uh you know we were when we lived in argentina we had a few different members that aren't in the band anymore and we were kind of adjusting to you know what what the band is now and uh coming back to Canada, we were pretty much starting fresh. Like we didn't really, we, we started the band in Canada years ago, but like it had been years since we, we were back here. So we really didn't know what to expect, but luckily all the pieces just fell in, in place and, and uh, we made it work and it, it, we, we recorded at Catherine North studio, which is a, it's a nice studio in Hamilton. And um, if you know, city in color, he did some, some of his albums there. So it was really cool to, to work in that, that area too. And that space. It, yeah it was just yeah like like you said it's just um you know things are changing and it was a it was a new time in our lives and we we're having new experiences so you know the music reflects that and the sound reflects that and it had been the first album which we uh you know recorded in in one large take we we, we did it in about two weeks and with the other albums it was kind of spaced out like we would we would go into different studios every once in a while and kind of chip away some songs but it was it was the first time we really like got in the studio and that's all we were doing and we were working the craft and, and making these songs perfect and it was a really cool experience because it was it was uh it was our first experience in, in a legit Canadian studio
0: okay so I have to ask what brought the band back to Canada after five years in Argentina
1: well that's so I, I guess I got to go back a bit further the reason why we went to Argentina in the first place so the band started in uh, high school with me and Danny and uh, he's actually Colombian. So he, when he was a young kid, he moved from Colombia to uh, North America because I, I can't get too much into it. But um, there was a lot of civil unrest in Colombia back then, and his family was kind of targeted because uh, his father owned this big business, and they wanted it, it was it was just really messy. So they were they were harassing his family, and uh, they had to flee under refugee status. So that's when I met I met Danny in uh, in high school. We were about fourteen. And everything was going good at that point. You know, we were just writing. It was just the both of us. And we were writing acoustic music. And we were playing at, uh, you know, little social halls and the YMCA and stuff like that. And we really felt like we had all the time in the world. Like, nothing could stop us. And then um, the government actually, the Canadian government reached out to Danny's family and said, well, you know, there's no more trouble in Columbia anymore. So you can go back home. And it was pretty much a polite way of like, yeah, go back. But they didn't you know it's it wasn't as as simple as that because there's still a lot of corruption in colombia and there's a lot going on so his family actually relocated to argentina which is a a much safer country in general and a little bit more established and uh luckily they love rock and roll there so uh, danny moved down there uh around 2014 i believe or 2013 and i was still in high school at the time so um in that time we were just, we were on Skype every night we were writing songs together and kind of planning like, Oh, you know, we gotta, we gotta get together. And, and, you know, if he couldn't come to come to Canada anytime soon, I decided to go to Argentina. So I, um, I worked a job and I finished high school and I just made enough money to move out there. And I, I, I went there when I was about 19. I wasn't planning on staying for that long, but then I ended up staying for like five years. And, uh, in that course of, in those course of those years, we met, um, our guitarist john who's argentine and we met him on the street busking actually it was it's crazy because you know when we first moved there we had no idea what what we were going to do we didn't know anyone so we would we would busk on the street or we'd go to like open mics and stuff and through doing that we met a lot of people who offered us real shows and real clubs and uh you know yeah throughout those years we we pretty much hustled and and just played music as much as we can and we traveled the country and uh made a pretty big fan base but Ultimately, you know, I I was singing English in the Spanish speaking country. So, you know, we had a pretty big following, but we we didn't get the same opportunities as as other bands who spoke Spanish and were actually, you know, a fully Argentine band, even though I was actually the only Canadian in this uh, Argentine band at one point. But it it is a whole weird thing. We just we didn't get the same opportunities. And even these bands that are a lot bigger aren't even making that much money because the economy is just kind of shit down there right now. So we always knew we wanted to come back to Burlington. It was just a matter of time and, and planning it out. And, you know, that's what, like I said, we, we used to have a couple other members in the band who kind of stayed back because uh, other reasons, you know, uh, one of them had a kid. One of them couldn't leave his other job. So um, our, our guitarist now, John, he, he's Argentine, so he decided to make the move. But, it, it, you know, it takes a while to, to get the guy's visas in order and then get the plane tickets. So that was about a year of planning for that. But uh, yeah, it was always the goal to come back to Canada because that's where it all started. And and um, there's just a better market here for for an, an English singing band.
0: Absolutely. As you said, a little bit more opportunity. And it's kind of like funny in a way how that's exactly how it works, where it's just based on where you're located. Because like, say, if it was an Argentinian band singing Argentinian music inside of Toronto, they would have the exact same problems of even if it was just the singer it would be okay but like can we put this on the radio can we market this how do we market this yeah
1: they, they yeah it's complicated so yeah pretty
0: much yeah the, they just didn't know what to do with us
1: down there but uh we really we had a good time and we you know we we kind of we just got a lot better when and we practiced and we traveled and uh we just we found our sound you know it, it was a real uh, formative time in our lives but it's great to be back here to take things, you know, a bit more seriously and get on the, the next level of, of, uh, of the industry and such. Mm-hmm.
0: And then it just speaks to like the bond inside of the band is like you've continued to build. Because like you said, for like you and Danny, it's you moved to Argentina to continue working on this band where like some people would have just been like, OK, well, I need to find somebody who's more local that's how we got to make this work where it's like, no, 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 we're going to make this work with the guy who I've been writing with this entire time and just continuing to build from there and making it work no matter what. That's cr- amazing.
1: Yeah, it's, I guess, it's, you know, sometimes I don't know exactly how it happened or why it happened, but it's, we just, you know, Danny and I have a really strong friendship and and, you know, when, when he moved away, my parents even said, like, oh, why don't you find someone else to jam with? You know, I, I, maybe I did jam with a couple other people, but it, there was never that same connection that we had because we just kind of. Uh, yeah, it's very strange. We're, we're very different people and we're from different parts of the world, but we're very alike and we have a very common goal. And uh, and yeah, I guess just through all of it, we just it's that kind of naive like youthfulness that we had to us back then we're like well we'll make it work we'll figure it out but and as you get older you're like wow it's like freaking it's complicated these things like governments and visas and, and contracts it's, it's all crazy but you know at the at the end of the day it's it's about the music and that's what we always wanted is we just wanted to write honest music and and live together and be yeah just do it be friends and and uh see where it goes you know mm-hmm
0: absolutely so at what point does cosmic cat records step into things because you had just mentioned contracts there so obviously you guys have been working with them the most recent song released through them so when does that sort of uh, formulate getting with the record label
1: yeah so we um we've been with the label for about two years now we we actually met the owner of the label through another friend because uh he came to one of our shows and, and he's like, Oh, you got to meet, meet this guy. He's got a label. He's really great. I think he'd like your music. So our friend invited uh the head of our label out and uh he immediately really liked us. He, he, I guess he really liked the energy and the, just the passion we had without, you know, not, not knowing too much about us. And like, you know, it's a bit, a bit complicated. You're like, well, what they're from Argentina. What there's some of them aren't Canadian. It was like, it didn't really matter to me. It was just like, these guys are cool. They rock out. They've got energy and everyone's dancing. It's like, this is good. So we uh started working with them and, and yeah, they, they actually helped us record that that last album, Midnight Crisis and and flew out uh Dominic John Davis, the producer. And then from there, we, we just kept, you know, trying to, to work together and, and, and make more music. So they set us up with our own studio and our, in our basement. And uh, we've just been, i guess with the pandemic you know we couldn't we couldn't go out and play a lot of shows so we were, we man we we wrote like the better part of like two albums and we just we had nothing but time to work on these songs and 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 uh, perfect them so we're kind of sitting on that music and we can thank um, our record for just setting us up with a really nice studio so we can do it ourselves but yeah it's, it's just really um it's cool because they're they're not like they're not a big, big label, so it's it's a bit more independent, and we work kind of hand in hand with them. It's not so much some guy upstairs, some big stiff telling you you got to do this and this. It's it's very um, cooperative, and we we find out what works, what doesn't, and it's a good relationship for sure.
0: Sort of growing together, then. Yeah, yeah, we're all we're all learning at the same time, I suppose. Awesome. Well, it's a, it's a constantly adapting industry, and especially through this past year and a half with COVID, like you said, where. Live shows maybe weren't a thing. A lot of people had to record from home and a lot of other things. So it's a lot of people had to learn through this past year. So it's always good to have a team to sort of help it out. So it's not you're trying to handle everything as one unit, right? Yeah,
1: no, it's, it's great that we have that now. We we have um we have a lot of people working with us from, you know, promotion to publicists and stuff like that and, uh, you know, tour managers. So but that, that's the thing. For, yeah. Like the last year or two, it was just uh, we, we did about as much as we could in our in our own house, with our own cameras and our own equipment. And, you know, it, it's good. I'm, I really hope that uh, shows start back up again and we can we can get out there and, and play for some people because we, we just have s- such a, a buildup of music, new music that we we really want to test out on people.
0: And of course, the newest of that music is your latest single, which released here on July sixteenth of twenty twenty one. That is "Cut Me Loose." It is a one heck of a rocker. Take us a little bit behind this track. Yeah, so uh, it's a yeah, it's a cool tune. It's a,
1: it's this kind of bluesy modern rock song, you know, about uh, you know love and betrayal and and those kind of those kind of feelings. But what was really interesting is that. We, um, like I said, we've, we've been working on some new songs and we're kind of, every once in a while, we'll just post a little clip on our TikTok or, in, or Instagram or something of these new songs. And, and we, we posted this little snippet of Cut Me Loose where we're playing it in the park. And pretty much overnight, the song like blew up. It, it had like 200 million views and everyone's asking, where's this song? We got to hear this song. And we didn't have the song, like the song wasn't ready yet. It wasn't out. So our manager messages us. she's like guys we got to record the song right now and get it out while well, people are still like interested in it well it's still like this is good like this doesn't just happen at bands so yeah that that song blew up and yeah like i said overnight it was pretty much like, millions of views and uh that week we went into the studio and and recorded the song and then uh we reached out to our animator who does a lot of our lyric animated videos so he started working on that he got it done in, in another week and then yeah the song was out in like two weeks so it was, it was a really crazy thing how quick it happened because we didn't even like i said we didn't think that was going to be the single we released we had some other songs in mind that we thought maybe were even better Like not that it's a bad song in any way it's a great song but we just didn't expect it to blow up so it was kind of yeah it was this very serendipitous like oh cool like we we didn't expect this song to blow up and the fact that it's a one of our more rockin', like driving party songs it, it's it's cool that that people actually really like it and there's a good uh reception to it and then we got really lucky because a lot of a lot of canadian uh spotify playlists like they curated the ones that curate they put us in them and uh that just got us a ton of um, listens overnight too with the spotify and stuff so the song's really it's doing really well and I think it's on radio now too and it's getting played and getting some spins it's it's cool we've we got really lucky with it and we're just really thankful
0: yeah it's um it's as they say it's um it's one part timing it's one part where you are and who you know and some and then there's another part luck right it's it's there is no true overnight success but sometimes you never know what moment it's going to be that takes off and just like rocket strap to your back right and it's like that's crazy how Just you put out a TikTok and then suddenly your manager's calling you like, uh, studio now. Let's go. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. You got to wonder whether it's uh dumb luck or it's, you know, something from
0: above giving you a little chance. Exactly right. Whatever factor it is, you just have to be thankful. (laughs) Indeed. Yeah. Right. Ride the wave. (laughs) All right. So of course we talked about this new rocker of a track and you mentioned that you guys have, Sort of been sitting on some other music as well. So, what does the near future potentially hold for the listener?
1: You can definitely expect some more singles in the next year, and um, definitely a new album. I, I'd like to think that before the end of the year we'll have a new album, but maybe early next year. But yeah, you can just uh, you can expect a. We're we're actually filming another music video this, like a proper music video for Cut Me Loose this weekend. The other music video is more of just like a lyric video for the for the people who want to read the lyrics and such. So we're, we're going to make a, a pretty cool music video that that's, so you can expect that pretty soon. If you're if everyone's still into cut me loose, you know, that, that would be cool. But um, yeah, a lot more singles and uh, hopefully, hopefully we'll be able to tour around Canada, whether it's uh, just Ontario or whether we can get out West to see you <laughs> or uh, wherever, you know?
0: Oh, hopefully. I mean, I'd like to uh, hear some of these new songs in the crowd as well. And, have you guys had the chance to play a show in Canada since you moved back?
1: Yeah, well, uh, not, since, not since the pandemic, really. We, um, we actually, I guess, you know, we got luckier than most bands because we got to play a show. We played four shows last year, but they were drive-in shows. So it's like when you see a drive-in movie and we're on this, uh, this big old stage. And it was quite a big crowd, but it's just kind of strange when you're looking out into a sea of cars. And there's no clapping, it's just honks. So you usually associate honking with like negative things, like you're stuck in traffic or someone's mad at you. So that was a bit strange. But um, yeah, we got to play a couple of times, but it was things like that. It was either like a live stream event with no one there or it was um, a driving show. But yeah, before, before that, before the pandemic started, we got to play some shows in uh, Ontario and we kind of did the, just the old stretch of uh, Big cities and as much as we could. But yeah, it was, we were kind of starting to get things rolling. And then the pandemic happened and it was like, (laughs) I guess that, that, I mean, everyone got hit with that. So it could have been worse. We, we luckily we all lived together and we, we made the best out of the situation and made a lot of music and just prepared for the future.
0: (laughs) Well, so as we said earlier, we all had to adapt and it sounds like you've definitely made the most of that. And of course, we also talked about some things going viral as well. And you guys have had the uh, chance to work with uh, a group that also got their big break through that sort of a viral thing with uh walk off the earth. So what has it sort of been like to uh, sort of have that uh, shine that rub, to be able to work with a group of that stature? Yeah, that was,
1: that was really crazy because, you know, the, the band started in Burlington, Ontario, which is the same town that walk off the earth started. And so, when we were in high school and we were just starting the band, they were already kind of like world renowned and they, they were, everyone knew them. They were like hometown heroes. So it was like, we always looked up to them. We're like, maybe we'll meet them once we move back from Argentina. It was kind of just like this thing we'd always joke about. Like, well, yeah, we'll probably meet them. So, um, we, 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 before the pandemic happened, we were playing a show in Hamilton and our, our label reached out to Johnny cause he was, uh, He'd liked one of our videos the other, the other time he kind of knew of us. So we reached out to him and asked like, Hey, you want to come to a show? And surprisingly he came out and he really liked us. He, he just liked, uh, he liked our energy and he, he, I guess he's got a soft spot for us because yeah, we're from, we're from Burlington too. So yeah, we, he, uh, he offered to be our manager. So a lot of the new gigs we got and, uh, yeah, playing the drive-in show. We actually, we opened for walk off the earth for one of those drive-in shows. And yeah, we did the the toxic music video with them, and we're always kind of working with them. And he kind of adv- Gianni's the our manager, the the singer. He kind of advises us on a lot of our our new songs and helps us with recording. And he's just been showing us the ropes with the business too. And and he's been around a long time, so it's it's good to have someone like that on your side. And uh, yeah, it's just a real blessing. It's it's really cool. We're we're stoked that uh, we can, you know, they can pass that. Uh, that torch onto us, and we can we can start rocking rocking out the Canadian scene too. All
0: right, absolutely. Like you said, hopefully uh, break out across Canada, and then from there a little bit further, maybe back to Argentina. But who knows where it can go? Right? Maybe. <laughs> we'll get we'll get back there one day. But yeah, ultimately uh, we'd like to play every
1: every country and every
0: every place we can if we can. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I have had a blast so far. I have one last question for you, Rylan. Are you ready for it? Sure. All right. So we've talked about that move back to Canada, the music that you guys have been crafting over the past two years, building up into this moment, getting to walk work with walk off the earth, sort of having your own viral sensation take off too. So what I would like to know now is through these past two plus years here. How has this time helped you grow as a person, or what has it helped you learn about yourself?
1: um you know, so like i said i man, I lived in Argentina for the you know the better part of six years, and in that time, I really grew to miss canada and i I always wanted to come back here. I felt like I left at a pretty early age and i I didn't get to experience a lot of the things that uh the people I grew up with experienced. And it was kind of this sad thing that I never, I never really knew if when we'd get back or if we got back. So ultimately coming back, it was, it was this really, it was this good thing for me as like a, as a person, just to go back to my roots and to kind of experience this life I had before (laughs) that big move. And I kind of forgot the, the feelings of, of, of being in, in this in a small town or, or you know just the simpler aspects of songwriting and, and living you know, I got caught up in the the city life a little bit in Argentina and I, I didn't I, I didn't relax a lot so it was good to come back here it's been it's been really good for my mind and, and it's good to see my family and and ultimately I just feel more like myself you know I, I feel like I. I lost a bit of myself moving down there. You kind of, because you're, you know, you're, you're, you're speaking Spanish, <laughs> you know, I'm, it's not my first language and I, I can't really, I wasn't always able to express myself or always get to say the things I wanted to say. So it was, uh, it's, it's just really refreshing to come back here and know that everyone listening can understand my words and, and I can talk to them and, and I can have this, this communication that was kind of broken before. So I would say that
0: that's a really interesting perspective and i'm very thankful that you took the time to share it with us as well as this uh last couple of years of harm and ease so thank you very much Ryland, for joining me here on the desert tiger podcast it's been great oh ambush thank you for tuning on into this episode of the desert tiger podcast where we featured Rylan Whalen of Harm and Ease, and you can find Harmony's brand new single, Cut Me Loose, right now on your favorite music streaming service. You can also go ahead and follow the band on social media because you know from Rylan that they have more music coming your way very soon that you do not want to miss out on. No, not at all. So go ahead and give them a follow. You can also go ahead And follow the Desert Tiger Podcast. If you have yet to do that, you can join up with the ambush because it's that easy. You can also share this episode. You can give us a five-star review and you can head on over to DesertTigerMerch.com to cop yourself something to represent and support the show. And of course, looking is free. So what's the harm? in just heading on over, seeing if something catches a your eye we need to thank jamie crawford from over at strut entertainment for going ahead and setting this interview up and we need to thank german from your podcast editor.com for making it all sound so good and with that it's about time that we said our bye-byes but not before i tell you to go out and to find your roar and then let it out in to the world and let them know just how fierce, magnificent, and all of those other wonderful qualities that you hold inside of yourself because you are those things and you are so much more. So until next time, Ambush, bye-bye. The Desert Tiger Podcast.